top of the morning or top of the afternoon to you. It must be St. Patty's Day. Well, I'm going to talk real loud today for all of you that are nursing hangovers because they went downtown St. Paul and had a good time at all the bars and all the parade. I did it once and I'll never go back. Way too much entertaining for me. Yep. And then, man, four deep at the bar, ten deep at the bar to try to get a beer and... It was not a dry eye. Was head in the house. So, so I, I know I, um, I got a smidgen of Irish in me. You know, I did the uh, DNA thing. So, oh, you a, did? Yeah. So I got a smidgen of Irish. So very. Cool. I just always said I had no Irish in me, but I got a smidgen. And I got my <laughs> you green. Liar. Yeah, I got my <laughs> green kidding. on. Got my green on. So there we go. But and so hopefully you guys are all eating corned beef and cabbage. And you know, until I had a really good friends of ours, uh, the Steffens. They, he, Kurt Stefan, made the bestest broiled dinner, boiled dinner that I've ever, ever had till to this day. You know, with cabbage, parsnips. Uh, like the whole, know, like, Irish dinner yes, or whatever? Yes. Ooh, and very then, cool. And I always thought that corned beef was pink. No, yeah. it's not. It's not? No, all corned beef is a brisket of the cow, the brisket of the cow, okay? Yeah. And so uh, uh, that basically the corned part of it is part of a process and chemicals are involved. Oh. And so that's why, you know, to make it tender, salt, you know, stuff like this. And so anyway, so it's, but he didn't. I mean, when I looked at it, I looked at it, it's like, we're eating corned beef. I mean, uh, not pot roast. I said, it looks like a pot roast. And yeah. so I thought corned beef was red. He just starts laughing. He says, yeah, that's what most people think. No. He said, it's the brisket of the cow. And that's why, you know, there's only one brisket per cow. <laughs> right. And uh, the meat's just a little bit different. It's kind of like a tender, um, uh, you, know, you know, filet mignon, you know. Filet mignon. Filet, yeah, there. Yes, I always call yes. it filet mignon. So I don't know how to, yeah, I don't know <laughs> I how to say it, it right. <laughs> but anyway, the people don't realize there's only one in each cow. All right. That's, oh. why, it's so, that's why it's so expensive. And it's supposed to be most tender part yeah. uh, of meat, you know, uh, on, on a cow. So. That makes more sense. Yep. So I would have never guessed that. Yep. So. Yep. And so, but anyway, so that, uh, yeah, it was the bestest dinner I've ever had. And to this day, as that I'm talking about it right now, I can just taste it and go, wow. Like, and then, you know, I had the potatoes, the corned beef, the carrots, ooh. the parsnips. Uh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, done to perfection. And then they had what's called soda bread. I don't know if you ever had that soda bread. No, I've never heard of that. I don't know how to explain what soda bread is. Uh, is it like sweet? Nah, no, no, not really. It's okay. it's a homemade bread that's kind of bumpy, soda cracky. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but oh, it was very, very tasty. Huh. Interesting. Now I'm hungry, so everybody, you guys listen to Carly. I'm going to go find something. <laughs> and with that, the show's over. Okay, yeah, bye. There yeah, there you go. All right. So, yeah, if you got any questions, it's me and Carly. So give us a holler, 651-641-1071. Last week, everybody waited till the 5 o'clock hour, and then yeah, everybody they did. Yeah, couldn't get in. So, you know, folks, let's try to space it out so that then uh, you don't have to wait so long. We want to give you as much time right, we, as we uh, can. Right. And, you know, so so please. So yeah. give a holler, 651 651- And uh, Wednesday, uh, I had to cancel class. Okay, Tuesday, I had uh, class uh, Tuesday night. So somebody's calling in. Oh, wow. Uh, But anyway, so Tuesday, we had to, uh, I had class, and I started laughing because I spent the whole winter plowing the snow to the side, and then I spent a half hour on Tuesday throwing the snow back into the driveway or the parking lot so that there would be traction. Well, then we got the rain on Wednesday, and man, there nothing. You couldn't put sand down. You couldn't put uh, grit down. You couldn't put nothing down. It was just sheet of ice. And so I had to cancel Wednesday night's class. And then Wednesday, there was enough uh, 
later in the evening, there was enough water on it and saturated enough that my husband took the plow and just kind of plowed it, dropped it. He dug up some of the driveway, but oh well, he got it down. And so then I could have my class on Thursday. So, I mean, this week is just from Monday to today. It's just like, holy buckets, the, 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 the level of the snow. I couldn't believe it. And then how it was went from waist high to now uh, ankle high. It says it's for now. If you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes, okay? And what is it? Wednesday, the twentieth is the first day of spring. So get your start doing a tap dance. All right, and then whatever you call it, you folks. When you if you have multiple dogs, can you do me a huge favor? Can you just feed them either in their crates or feed them in separate rooms? Because the dish becomes. Uh, uh, as a dog gets older, sometimes they start becoming more protective over their food. And so that what you want to do is you want to know exactly who's eating what. You don't want one that garbles the food and then goes over and t- pushes another one out and then eats their food too. And so now one is becoming obscenely a beast and the other one looks like it needs some more food. So please, and it just it, now you know exactly who ate what, when and why. You can add the supplements that are needed for them, each particular dog. And then, um, like I said, you can control their weight by bumping it up, bumping put it down as uh, usual. And then remember every, now every Sunday when I get home from uh, the radio show, I stand my dogs and I feel their rib, you know, from their shoulder blades along the casing of the ribs to the waistline. I take and feel to make sure the dog is standing and I don't want to push. I just want to just gracefully, just very softly go over and I should feel the, the front rib to the back rib without pushing. And so that's what you need to do for your dogs. And if you can't, then start bumping back the food. And then also some people say, well, I don't feed them that much. Any dog over three years old and the older they get, it's just like we do. Like when we turn 30, 40, 50, 60 each year, our metabolism slows and slows and we have to eat less and less. So that's what you have to remember with the dog. And then usually what the, what the sabotage is, is people that over treat during the day. And especially if you have small dogs, if you're giving a lot of treat during the day, by the time dinner comes, they snub their nose and now you think the food is no good. No, they're just so full of all the treats. <laughs> so anyway, okay, yeah, well, let's head for the phone line. Okay, sounds good. We're going to go to Alana. I think I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm not. But she has a question about a chihuahua that's licking the floor. Ah, chihuahua licking the floor. Hi there. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So how do you say your name? Alana. It's Alana. Like Atlanta without the teeth. Oh, there you go. Okay. I just wanted to see. I wanted to help Carly there without me messing it up, too. So, <laughs> Alana, yeah. that's a cool name. I like that name. Thank okay. You. So you got a chihuahua. How old? Um, He is about nine. He's a... Kind of a secondhand, got him from the neighbors, so we think he's about nine. All right. How long have you had him? We've had him about two and a half years. All right. And then how long has he been licking the floor? Well, so his previous owner, he licked, like, had licked people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we've kind of decreased the people licking. We mm-hmm. don't want him to lick us as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've noticed since we've started telling him, you know, no licking, he started licking the floor. All right. That was your floor, is it a carpeted or is it a hardwood floor, linoleum? Hard, hardwood floor. All right. All right. And, and not, he doesn't really lick the, we have like linoleum in our kitchen. He doesn't really lick that. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll lick himself, you know, his paws some, but not overly so, like he has no sores right, or right, right. spots like that. Um, he'll lick the sofa, the right. pill, like, yeah. but he's, Lately, I mean, I'd say the last three months, we started noticing that he was licking the floor. No, is he laying down licking or standing up and just kind of licking as he walks? <laughs> <laughs> he will stand there and 
lick until we tell him Skippy no lick. Okay, all right. Uh, believe it or not, use it, uh, the, the twofold thing. Sometimes overlicking, uh, obviously on themselves, but he's not overlicking himself, you know, is a, a sign of allergies, okay? But because yeah. he's licking objects, you know, chairs, floors, such mm-hmm. like that, believe it or not, it's two things. It's a possibility. One, a digestive disorder that he needs mm-hmm. some probiotic digestive enzymes. His gut doesn't feel right. So by licking, it kind of settles him. Mm-hmm. And then also another thing is, is that sometimes nervous dogs, just like nervous people, need a habit to calm mm-hmm. them down. And so by licking things and stuff like that, that can help be his pacifier to mm-hmm. to calm him down i think i would air more though on because gilligan was doing that my gilligan was mm-hmm. doing that for a while and i'm like well, what the heck are you doing here bud mm-hmm. and anyway so i bumped up i started giving him some uh, digestive enzymes probiotics the coconut oil and uh it, it and then it you know it went away and so there's something that was in his gut system that wasn't happy. And so then that's what, and if you go to dogsnaturallymagazine.com and put in not um, licking objects, okay, okay. Or licking the floor, that they mm-hmm. have a pretty good article about that to help you understand it even more. But I'll usually, believe it or not, it is that people don't associate that, but it is kind of a digestive uh, problem. What food are you feeding? Um, from. Okay. And then did you change it up at all or do you always feed the same thing? No, we always feed him the same thing. I tried getting him some, like, bones or something to chew on because I thought maybe, like you said, the pacifier theory, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of like he needs something. Yeah. But he, I don't want to give him those too many times during the day either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, you know, he's so small. Right, He can right. have half of one of those. Okay. Is so, he overweight or is he good weight? No, he's a good, I think he's a good weight. He's, like, eight pounds. Okay. Um, he, we walk, you know, I walk him in like a mile a day. So All he right. gets good exercise. Okay, that's good. Uh, because, uh, because remember, dogs were put on this earth to eat everything and anything, to be the scavengers, <laughs> all right? Okay. And then lucky them, what do we do? We bring them in our house and feed them the exact same thing every day. And we wonder why dogs start having so many digestive disorders is because okay. they don't have the variety to keep the mm. enzymes alive and moving and circulating correctly. That's the wrong word, circulating. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's so important for dogs to have a variety in their diet. Idealistic, okay. if your dog could eat one thing in the morning and another thing at night, that would be mint. Right? Most really? people okay. can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, my, now, my house, that's the way my house operates is because I get I go out and, and like once a month and buy everything that I need between the, the, the formulated raw, the freeze-dried, the dehydrated, you know, and then the dry. And then I just, and what you got to do if they've never had it, you rotate it in. All right. Mm -hmm. And then once they, you know, do okay on it, the next time it comes into rotation, you just open it up and give it to them. Can you you hold on so we can discuss this a little further? Mm -hmm. Because I have a three pounder and I have a 10 pounder. And so you got one in the middle, an eight pounder. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. So hold on and we'll be back. Okay. What was St. Patrick's real name? This is in honor of. What's today? Uh, oh, that that day that Sprechen die Deutsch. Oh, day? wrong, wrong. I'm wrong. Sprechen die Deutsch. Sprechen die Deutsch. Tap of the morning. Yeah. All right. So what was St. Patrick's real name? We'll be back. Oh, happy St. Patty's Day to you. And do you know what St. Patrick's real name was? Do you have any idea? I'm going to say St. Francis. Uh, no. Why? Because I can. All right. There you go. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say, I'm going to say it the way I think it's supposed to be said and I'll spell it too. Okay. Okay. Maywin. Maywin. A-M-A-E-W-Y-N. Okay. Okay. And then Sucat. S-U-C-C-A-T. 
Okay. Maywin Sukat. Okay, try saying that five times real fast. No, thanks. Okay. After becoming a priest, Maywin adopted the name Patrick, all right, which means well-born ah. in Latin. So that, so okay, that, then. so that St. Patrick's Day is, should have been Maywin, Happy St. Maywin's Day instead of Happy Yeah, St. that's Patrick's a lot Day. of words though. There you go. So kind of St. Patrick's Day so kind of rolls around off today of the tongue and tell everybody better. that you knew what St. Patrick's n- name was. I know. That's that like a great him. one for the Maywin. water cooler. You got that right. So go. yeah, guys. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Let's go back to the phone. Sounds good. All right. Are you with us? Oh, and. Yes, okay. I'm here. Hello. Here go. Good, good. Okay. So the thing is, is that by changing up the diet and getting more, but the thing is also doing that, but you also need to do the probiotics, digestive enzymes, and, and then um, I would do extra virgin coconut oil. Is this the okay. only um, dog you have? Yes, okay. only pet in the house. All right. Uh, also, I would add in at least a couple evenings a week some formulated raw you know, okay. you, 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 uh, and what you would do is you take out a patty, uh, a thought in the fridge, and then just take like a couple little bits and pieces of it and give it to him as a treat. And okay. so his system acclimates to the rawness. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, they do have freeze dried, which is raw and the moisture taken out of. But when you do feed that, you want to add a little bit of warm water with it. Uh, but okay. I would try to get that more into his uh, gut too, because that will help reformulate, get his gut kicked in and doing better. All right. Okay. Uh, and then um, now, when you feed the dry, do you feed it dry or do you add water to it? Just dry. Okay. He, he eats it like he's not a dog that. I mean, he'd eat food off our table, but he's not super driven by food. All right. Now like, well, he won't rummage through the trap. Like nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Now uh, and he can't reach it, but Right. But you know if there's a will, there's a way. They they really <laughs> yeah. want it, they're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean he would like people food, of course, mm-hmm. but he's not so intensely after it. All right. Because that's what you, I would like to see you feed a little more, for the little guys, if feed a little less prof, you know, processed food, okay. a little bit more hearty food is what I do. Okay. So like my two little ones don't get any processed food whatsoever. So you, would Froms be a processed food? Yes. Anything that's cooked is a processed food. Oh, Anything okay. that's cooked. And so okay. that's why what you want to do is as you know, you want it as in raw, you know, raw form is the best, obviously. But uh-huh. see, I'm not a big believer in a total raw diet because what I, you remember what I said earlier, dogs are scavengers. They're supposed mm-hmm. to eat everything and anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. I mean is that you should be able to feed anything to your dog after a while, whether you want to give them, you know, some dry, you know, food every once in a while or, you, you know, but that's mm-hmm. what you're going to build to. But you got to do the low because he's been on the same thing for so long. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you do it very, very slowly for his system okay. to acclimate. And like I say, the probiotic, the digestive enzymes and such like that to really get his stomach going back again. But that that's what that overlicking. I mean, you may think, well, that doesn't make sense. And as, well, it does, because when we're, st- I, I, you know, when you're kind of stressed, like your stomach's a little upset, mm-hmm. don't you find yourself kind of, you know, taking and going you know, with yeah. your tongue and, mm-hmm. and kind of working it around your mouth and maybe try to get a burp up. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what, it, so that's why it, it usually is if it's an ongoing thing, it usually means that something in the digestive system is stressed. And so then we got to start out with supplements. We got to start out with changing up the diet and just see where we can, you know, get that stress level down so that the system is happy again. Okay. And can I buy the probiotics like at, like these are people probiotics? Yeah, you can do pre- people. Uh, I use a okay. PB8, you know, for myself. Okay. And I also give it to my dogs. It's called Paul, you know, it's P, the letter P, Paul, and uh-huh. the B, Betty, PB8. And then also okay. Garden of Life has some. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's a lot out there. But and uh, yeah, you pay a little bit more for the better stuff. But, you know, then you don't have to give as much either. So. 
Okay. All right. So, All right. So give that I'll a shot and then and keep us posted because once once you roll over and start getting him on better, you know, different foods and such like that, and then the that you should start seeing it where it's starting to get less and less and less. But sometimes if they've been doing it way too long, yeah. you'll see them do it, but not like they used to because it's kind of became a habit. And so that's, yeah. but so okay. you can call him on it though, you know, Hey, Hey, no lick. Yeah. And then redirect him onto something else. Hey, where's your ball? Where's dad? You know, whatever type of thing. Try yeah. to break the habit. That's what you got to do. How long, like, should I expect, like, should I wait like well, two once months you got, to see a change? You, should, you know, it should notice in a couple of weeks, a little bit more of a change. Okay. It's once you, they're on tour, cause whatever it says on the uh, bottle for the probiotic and digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. you start out and build to that over a week. All right. Mm-hmm. Just don't okay. start out and start dumping it in the system. It's going to go, what is all this? Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then with the uh, with the uh, uh, extra virgin coconut oil, uh-huh. it is one teaspoon per ten pounds of body weight. Okay, and that you have to take about two weeks to build into because that will give them the runs. Because Ooh. it's you know yeah we don't want that so that's why you just take go real slow with that a couple drops you know there and some people put it on their paws but I don't because then I'm worried they're going to start overlicking their paws mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. why I just kind of put it in their food and mix it up so and then okay. there's no dog will turn you can sometimes they'll lick it right off your finger you know put put it on your finger let them lick it off mm-hmm. so. okay. okay okay keep me posted all right thank you so much you bet have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, over-licking. Uh, if they're licking air sometimes, that can mean a digester. There's, li- licking is, uh, uh, is, is a sign, and so you just got to start start out with the food, start out with you know, b- building the supplements, and then if it seems like it's getting, you know, it's getting less and less and you know you're on the right track, uh, then, but if it seems like there's not too much difference, then you might want to go in and do a complete blood profile to make sure how the, how the kidney's working, how's the liver working. You know, there might be something else going on. So, All right, who's up next? Okay, we can start with Jean, and Jean has a question about a collar. A collar, yeah. All right. Hi, Jean. How you doing? I'm fine, Katie. I was listening to you coming back from Iowa on February 9th, and you were talking about bark collars. Yes. And I live in a townhouse, and my dog is in a tie-out. We've got a 12-pound uh, teddy bear. Right. And sometimes she just goes crazy barking, and she gets involved and doesn't come when I ask her to call, come in. So I'm thinking about a bark collar. And I've been looking at them, and my basic question is, I don't know whether I should get a collar that's activated by the dog's barking yes. or one that I should nope. control, you know, nope. when it is nope. turned on. Nope. I see pros and cons for both. What yep. No, you want the one that is an immediate reaction to their action. By the time you press, what you don't realize is the time delay. By the time you hear it, and then you go to hit that button, she's already done barking. She's in between barks, and she's yep. getting zinged or whatever you're using, the vibrator collar, or if you're using the zinger, it's up to yourself. For 10 pounds, I'd start out with a vibrator collar, you know, where okay. she's not going to get a zinger. I have, I have six of them in my cart on oh. Amazon, <laughs> and uh, looking over there and, and so forth and everything. And I'm, I I work with horses, too, so I okay. know how important that timing is. Right. But I know we, I mean, she'll bark once to come in, and I don't want to lose that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mind her barking once to come in or once to go out. Right. But when she goes outside or see something happens, she starts barking a whole bunch. Will that eliminate all barking or will it just cut it back? She will be very hesitant to bark outside, period. She won't want to okay. bark when like to come in and stuff like that. She's because she's going to start thinking about when she barks, what happens. All right. Okay. And so then she's going to put, put that with the, she's going to uh, equate that with being outside and okay. then using her voice. And okay. so that's why. So if she sees something out the window sometimes, she barks a lot in here too. Is that something that I should just use it for outdoors, then deal with it indoors myself? Or? No, that's a good one because there's a difference between inside barking and outside barking. So do you want to hold on so we can t- discuss this further? That would be fine. Thank Already you. Already then. Hold on. Okay. 
Wait, what are we going to do? Oh, da, da, da. the shamrock three leaves are meant to represent what? The set, the shamrock three leaves are meant to represent what? We'll be back. All righty then. That would be me. Single handling, keeping that song alive. All right. The shamrock three leaves are meant to represent what? Do you have any idea? Um, No. All right. You may find the luck of the Irish in a four-leaf clover, but the national symbol for St. Patrick's Day is actually the three-leaf shamrock. Okay. And why? Because it is, well, it seems funny to have a plant represent a holiday. (laughs) But anyway, St. Patrick used shamrocks to teach children about the Holy Trinity. Oh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That makes more sense then. All right. So they teach children about the Holy Trinity. Awesome. That is why... The shamrocks. Fun, fun. Okay. Let's head back to Jean. Jean, are you there? Hello, Jean. I'm back. Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. Okay, when a dog is barking inside, and because you have a smaller dog, they're a little bit more sound sensitive, what you might want to try is just like a pop can rinsed out, put five pennies in it, and tape the top of it shut like a duct tape. And when she goes to bark at something outside, at the first five times, at the same time, you shake the can and give a growl and go, ah, quiet. All right. And as soon as the dog looks at you like, whoa, what was that? Just sit calmly, say thank you. Don't say good girl or good boy. Because every time you say good girl and good boy, that's it's putting their head in recess mode. Because let's say you ask the dog to sit. You say, good boy. What does the dog do? Yes, I'm a good boy. They get all crazy and they don't connect the learning dots in the head. So that's why when a dog does something well for you, just very calmly acknowledge that good behavior by going, thank you. All right. So the dog is bark, bark, barking at something out the window. You take the can, give a deeper growl and go at the same time. You're going to shake and go ah, quiet. And as soon as the dog you know, turns and looks at you, go, thank you. Very nice. And then redirect. Don't stand there and see if the dog is going to are you going to bark again? And so then just, hey, where's your ball or where's dad or whatever? Redirect the dog onto something else, right? Um, and so what you're after here is that all you have to do the first five times you say and shake. Then pretty soon you just use your voice. Ah, quiet. And then when they don't quiet, then the can, you shake the can. Hey, quiet. Sometimes all you have to do is do a ting-a-ling-a-ling, like don't even think it. You can see they're starting to rev themselves up. So you just kind of just gently, you know, do the can and like, uh-uh-uh-uh, don't even think it. And so, uh, because usually barking dogs are dogs that have a lot of energy and have nothing to think about. That's when I got little dogs, my husband says, no, you're not, well, I'm not going to have a bark- barking mess. Well, the reason why a lot of smaller dogs bark is because nobody uses their brain. They don't teach them anything. So then they got all this time with nothing to think about, so they just make issues out of stupid stuff, and they bark about it. So if you start teaching tricks, use the brain, go into obedience classes, you'll be surprised. You have a lot less barky dog because now he's got you know something else to think about instead of just, hey, the wind blew, let's talk about it. All right. And so eventually it gets better and better and better. So well, that's what, I, I did work with someone through Barkbusters, and he said that out of a uh, scale of one to 10 for assertiveness, she's an eight. Oh, okay. And okay. she's, uh, I mean, she's just a real, a real pushy little girl. I've been doing um, a clicker, you know, with some treats. I know you don't use treats, no. but my trainers have. Yep. And I just try to get her to watch me, and that's helped a little bit and stuff. But she's, mm-hmm. um, she does have a lot of energy. I used to have Shih Tzu's, and I got a teddy bear this time, and I kind of missed the Shih Tzu's because they were a little <laughs> bit more laid back. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of energy with a teddy bear. But so that's what I mean. But start, uh, uh, like I say, start using just you, not treats. Get him to look to you for direction and want to please you instead of what you got in your hand. You know, mm-hmm. so the thing, to get the dog's attention, like I say, as you build, 
as you build that relationship, that teamwork, they start seeking out your eyes like, hey, what can I do for you? How about now? How about now? Instead of blowing past you. Uh-huh. Uh, just as something as simple as squeaking a squeak toy to get their attention if they you know, can't get it. And they look at you like, okay, now I got your attention. What do I need from you? You know, because if you miss, do that. We're not, all, we're always going to have ourselves. We're not going to always have that click and treat thing. And the click and treat thing works great to target. Let's say the dog doesn't want his toenails cut. Okay, if we're targeting that, and that's what Karen Pryor, who invented that, that's what she meant it to be, not as a regular true. Some of the trainers have taken it way over overboard. And the thing yeah. is, is it takes so long to acclimate. And then if the dog is full, you know, he, he knows what the click and treat is. He's like, screw you, I'm busy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so that's why, like I say, you know, the dogs learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens, they do that, that happens. Same with do- uh, horses. You said earlier into horses, you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas they learn by trial and error, you know, whereas, well, there's some people that are really not nice with horses as far as, you know, when they, they, they really get after the horse, which I don't agree with. But there again... Same, you know, I mean, you got to go, every horse has a personality, every dog has a personality. So you look at it and say, okay, what are your triggers and how can I work with this and how can I get you your attention when I need it? And believe it or not, just a squeaker toy, you know, a squeak, squeak, and they're like, what? Hey, you got a squeaker toy? <laughs> but uh, so they, you want to, instead of, when a dog barks, most people just scream the word no. Know what? Pretty soon, most dogs are knowed to death. And so pretty soon, no goes in one ear and out the other. So you want to teach them a vocabulary, you know, like quiet. And you got to growl. Ah, that gets their attention immediately. When you hang up the phone right now, if the dog is in the room, just deepen your voice and go, ah, or hey. That dog's going to look at you like right away, like, whoa, problem. <laughs> now you got the dog's attention. What are you going to do with it? And so that's why there's, you know, there's seven, several different ways to train. And what you got to do is find one that will work for your dog's personality and that you're happy with. And obviously is, is humane. So, okay. 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 I have another question after sure. listening to the I'll caller before me, but if I don't have time, I can call back. I had a question about feeding. Okay. What? Well, I talked to you several years ago. She, she's six years old now in May, mm-hmm. and um, she was having a lot of the tearing and everything. And you recommend that I get onto a raw organic diet. Mm-hmm. So I've been using raw instinct, and then I used, uh, I wanted to give her some kibble, so I got some Canaday, mm-hmm. and uh, someone that Chuck and Don said, well, that doesn't have the red fillers in it for fiber, mm-hmm. but um, she, she licks her paws, and the tearing has come back, yep. and I talked to my vet about it, and she kind of chewed me out about um, raw changing all the food. Yeah. I mean, how, how I, I, would, I would buy a different brand every, you know, mm-hmm. usually she goes through a bag in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And she said I shouldn't be changing because she's had beef and she's had lemon, she's had chicken and she's and had that's rabbit. Exactly. And then perfect. She said, well, how do you find what she's allergic to since you fed her everything? No, it's not that. What you're dealing with, remember, with that, uh, it, it's the processed food. You already did it. You took her off of it. There, you had no problems, right? You put yeah. it back on, and he, bingo, there's a problem. So you know what? Bingo, it well, goes away. And so that she was no, but she's been on there raw organic. I, I used Instinct Raw. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, just a little bit. I mean, she gets got a tiny bit of the kibble. It did, yeah, but, but it doesn't take. The whole time. And, she, and, and when I got her on the raw organic with a little bit of kibble, she was clear for a couple, two, three years. Yeah. And so, the, but then for some reason now it's back and yeah. because of her, you know, sometimes as we get older, you know, our system's a little bit more trigger happy. Okay. And, so, and then the, the, your answer to the vet, first thing you got to remember, vets know nothing about good nutrition. They're great with diseases and always end of story. They yeah. don't go, they, that's why it's up to individual owners to, and that's the 
purpose of my radio show is to get people thinking and 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 uh, looking into what should I feed my dog because the vets are good for always in diseases, but the majority of them I'm not going to say all, but I'd say 99% of them <laughs> don't. They were brought up with that mindset: never change the dog's food. All right, and then also now, what did I say earlier? Dogs were put into this earth to be scavengers, and lucky right. them we bring them in and feed them the exact same thing every single solitary day, and you wonder why there's so much digestive issues and problems with allergies and such like that. And bingo, that's the reason. And there's so much for you to read out there that you can gather your own conclusions and do your own thing. You know, like going to dogsnaturallymagazine.com, going to healthypets.mercola.com, going to hemopet, H-E-M-P-O pet.org there's so many uh, so much great information out there and so the whole thing is you got to do what you're comfortable bets are not gods okay and so the thing is just because look at our human doctor our human doctors know nothing about nutrition they'd rather diagnose and prescribe diagnose and prescribe Right. That's true. And so that's why you've got to do your due diligence and you like the great show that's after my show dishing up nutrition Yes, Learning, I sometimes. See, yeah. Right, and that's what I mean is that it teaches us, hey, we've been doing it wrong. Let's wake up and see how our bodies work. And so then, then people that try it are just amazed. And, so mm-hmm. the, and that's the thing is that we've got to do our own uh, homework. And my, me, I don't know all the answers, but I'm just hoping that I'm dangling the carrot to get people to think and then try. And, oh, my goodness, look at my dog doesn't itch anymore. Oh, my goodness, there's no more tea, tear stains. You know what I mean? Diet does play uh, uh, 98% of what are, what's happening to our dogs. And so that's why what you got to do is you got to look at what works for one dog may not work for another dog. And the thing is, is now you've been feeding instinct the whole time. See, and the thing is, is that there, there's, I won't be beholden to one of anything. All right. So I use uh, OC Raw. I use Tucker's. I use Raw Bistro. All right. And so I, I rotate between those three. And, and, you know, my freezer's got a bag of each. And so I'll do raw instinct or raw baseball for a couple, you know, days. And then I do Tucker's for a couple of days and OZ raw for a couple of days. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it at them. And so. Okay. The dog, your dogs get nothing crunchy then? Uh, they get raw bones. They get raw butcher bones. I get okay. them. So that's what they, they clean their teeth and such like that. And everybody's worried about their teeth. If dog, the dry food does not clean teeth. If it did, we as humans should be able to eat chocolate chip cookies on a daily basis <laughs> and never see a dentist in our life. It yeah. doesn't scrape the tar. Tar is built by, um, let's say you went to the state fair yesterday and you eat all this stuff because it was just yummy. You get that product, puffed the teeth, curds and everything. Okay, when you woke up this morning and run your tongue over your teeth, it'd feel like a sandbox, all right? Yeah. Okay, now do you get them all scrubbed up? And now today, you're eating very, you know, mindful. You're eating salad and fruit and chicken and stuff like that. Now, you wake up tomorrow morning and run your tongue over your teeth. Guess what? They're going to be smooth as a baby's bottom. Because what we eat, not the texture, but what we eat is what creates tar on our teeth and and digestive issues. And so that's what we've got to look into. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, I will invest in some different varieties then of... um other yep. raw foods and take her off the kibble and yep. see where we go from there. Yeah, no, because that's it. Because most, and the FYI, uh, people, because I learned that tear stain thing from my Ethel, my little white poodle, my three pounder. You know, uh, somebody told me that, you know, take her off some of the, the, the processed foods. And I did that. And each time she got her groomed, you know, there was no more new staining. 
And then eventually, as we got her further out, it, now to this day, she has not had one stain, not one. And she's a, yep. white, she's a white dog. <laughs> I know, but that, you used her as your example when I called in about Roxy Stone. Okay. Yeah, and you can even see her picture on my website. She's right there. I can prove that she has no stains. <laughs> yep, no, I've seen it. I've oh, seen good. it. I've been there. Yeah, and so that's what I mean. And some dogs, it's even worse than others. And that's what every dog is different, just like humans. And so that's what we got to do is figure out what works and go from there, okay? Okay, thank you thank so much. Thank you so much, Kato. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Okay. True or false? Are there more American Irish origin or are there more Irish in Ireland? True or false? Wait a minute. Which one it is? Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> there you go. Well, welcome back. Thank you for tuning me in on this St. Patty's Day in the afternoon. Hopefully you are uh, enjoying maybe a green something. I don't know whether it's a cocktail, a pop, a candy bar, whatever. Just having a good time. All of the above. All of the above. All right. Okay. Okay. Are there more Americans of Irish origin than there are Irish in in Ireland? Um. I would say there are more Irish Americans. Yes. Bingo. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'm one of them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. Do you know what? In in uh, Ireland, divorce was not permitted, not permitted oh. until 1997. Wow. They couldn't get a divorce in Ireland. So they were just separated up until then? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But well, yeah. I, I wonder but how many like divorce, like... Uh, cases happened the year yeah, they, legal, they, you know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> that would have been funny I don't know but yeah but 1997 that's pretty yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, yeah that's pretty but those Irish that's Catholic, within my lifetime yeah there you go yeah <laughs> okay let's hit, hit, hit the, <laughs> the okay, phone lines we're going to talk to Hannah and Hannah has a question about her dog that's potty-een on the floor oh alright hi Hannah how you doing Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you have that's using your floor as a toilet? He is a nine, almost 10-year-old long-haired dachshund. Okay. Um, We've had him since he was, I think, like a year and a half, two years old. Okay. Uh, Oh, and he's looking at me right now. Hi, Oscar. Oh, Oscar. Hello. He, um, He tends to pee on the kitchen floor in the same spot every time somebody leaves the house. Mm-hmm. Like, he just gets very distressed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know Doxton specifically have separation anxiety because our other, um, we have another, we have a Doxy Beagle mix, and she also gets pretty sad that she doesn't express it the way right. he does. Right. And we also have to, we're um, watching my grandma's dog. He is a, he's a miniature poodle, mm-hmm. and um, he does not like Oscar. They don't get along very well. He's kind of a he's kind of a bully, and I know that also makes him very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's at the point where it's like we know that he can go potty outside. Like he's been doing it for years, and we're just wondering if there's anything we can do to keep this from happening because it's yeah, it's you know, it's he's- really. It's okay. really frustrating. Okay, so you said it's the same place all the time. Does he do it any other place in the house? Um, once in a while, he'll do it upstairs in my parents' bedroom, but it's not very often. It's always, like, in in the kitchen, in the, in the same spot. Okay. And then is he kennel trained at all? Do you use the kennel for him at all with him? We used to when we first got him, and we 
couldn't, when we were still getting used to him and he needed to be in his kennel, yes. But okay. he doesn't need to be anymore because... Okay. Well, apparently he does yeah. because he's peeing in your house. That's true. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Wake up. Smell the coffee. Um, but, no, that's the thing is that when you have... Uh, and luckily, he's going in the same place. I, I mean, kudos to him. Instead of just, you know, running around the house and just tinkling any place that he wants to, all right? So mm-hmm. this year, when they do that, that might... Yeah, definitely, I think it's kind of a stress thing. So what you need, to, what I would do if this was my dog, is that two things. Number one, if you're going to be leaving the house, first of all, you got to make your comings and going zippo, not a nothing. You can't go, oh, now, Oscar, we're going to be gone for about a half hour. You be good and don't pee on the floor and la, 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 Okay, you don't be doing that because now you're giving them even more stress to deal with because they don't understand the, what you said, but they understand the tone of your voice that you're a little bit worried, all right? So that okay. point gives them more anxieties. Okay, when you come home, you don't greet the dogs right away. You walk right past them, grab a glass of water, maybe go potty, whatever type thing. Because people that make balderols out of their comings and goings create the separation anxiety. And so the thing okay. is, is that you got plenty of time, you know, to love the pup up once you've been home for like five, ten minutes and you can do anything that you want, but it can happen at the door. Okay, but the thing is, is that when you make big deals like when people come over to the house to visit and everybody's in the doorway going oh and oscar how you doing you know then you get your that uh bottle of uh the plant mister filled with water set on stream and when people start petting oscar in the front door you blast them with the water and say leave the dog alone oh goodness (laughs) right well because you don't like i said they everybody it has to always be the same it cannot be just okay when company come over they can make a fall to roll in the entryway no the new rule is you don't greet oscar or any other dog until we're in the living room, on the deck, or you know, we're sitting, we're starting conversation, you know. So the mm-hmm. dogs learn to wait to, for their turn instead of creating pick me, pick me, look at me, look at me, look at me, because that all creates you know anxieties, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why what you've got to do is you've got to figure. Okay, the trigger is you know, if he only does it like when you leave the house. All right, then that's an anxiety. So what are you doing wrong that's causing that anxiety? Or maybe not you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that he needs to be penned, whether you want to create a playpen area for him or you want to start using the kennel again. Okay, like start feeding him in the kennel or whatever type thing. And then like when you're babysitting that other dog, you know, if he's not being nice to Oscar, that's going to cause, you know, a huge uh, stress, you know, on Oscar if he can't get away or whatever type thing. So you then when you get when you babysit other dogs that don't like your dog, that causes kind of an undertow, then you've got to make sure you watch out for your kids. And so your kids, when this guy is going to be a bully to your kids and your kids have a place to go, they don't have to put up with that bully stuff. Right, mm-hmm. which will cause uh, you know anxiety. Is that the way it was, or is it was Oscar being a bully to the other dog? No, nope, it was it was the other dog being bullied to dog. Oscar. No, okay, right. As, as so so your 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 thought here is that number one, no fall to rolls of comings and goings. Uh, mm-hmm. And then number two is that Oscar's either in a playpen area when you leave so that, you know, if he does have an accident, it's in there. It's not wherever. And then hopefully by you not making fall to rolls, then they, now that will lessen the stress. And then mm-hmm. hopefully that maybe he can be out and then he won't pee there. Um, then there, uh, like I said, then other, you bring the kennel back out that he has to go into his kennel when you leave so that then now you have control of the situation. And so that, okay. you know, and so that's why you've just got to figure it out and then make and like, let's say you're going to leave. Leave, uh, and you're going to go back to using the kennel or the playpen. Okay, you want to put them in that kennel at least 15 minutes before you leave. Don't have it happen as you're running out the door that you throw them in the playpen or the kennel. You put them in, you 
give you hugs and kisses, and a da, you dig around the house, grab your glow water, grab your coat, grab your keys, and then you just say catch you later, and then out the door you go. Always leave a radio and or a TV on when you're gone. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it takes the house noises away, and then they're not sure what to focus on, so they can't manifest things in their head. All right? Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. We're always really good about leaving the TV on for, good, good. for them. So. Good, good, good. But so that's what you just got to do, is that if you see a common problem, what's the denominator causing it, and then how are we going to fix it? And so okay. then, and if you don't want to work on it, then you just got to be okay with what he does. And then maybe just put a piddle pad there. So if he takes a leak there, it's not on the floor, it's on the piddle pad. Okay. Okay. Okay, kid. Okay. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thank you. You betcha. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, that is, you just sometimes got, people don't realize sometimes they cause the problem. Whereas, you know, causing the stress or whatever. And so you just got to learn to work with the poor guy, the kids, and then figure out, okay, this is what's happening, but then what are we going to do from there? And, and usually it's just simple, okay? Just like a two-legged child. You can, when there's a problem, you can call in the troops and make a bigger deal out of the ordeal instead of saying, okay, let's just use common sense. So how are we going to deal with this? And so, like I say, unfortunately, some, too many people, uh, uh, like I say, it, yeah. Uh, so you got to remember in the dog world, dogs don't console. You know, when a dog is having a problem, another dog doesn't come up and put his paw around like, oh, they're there, you know, Oscar, we're going to use Oscar's name. You know, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. No, they just kind of come up, look around, say, okay, what's the problem, dude? Do you need some help? Okay, if you don't, then I'll, I'll catch you later. Goodbye. All right. But that's why it's really important to, uh, like I said, think like a dog. Uh, one of the best books out there, guys, is that People Training for Good Dogs by Melissa Berryman. Okay, the Guinness Book of Records originated with the Irish native Hugh Beaver. And then how did Guinness Book, how did the Guinness Book of Records get started? Why? We'll be back.